ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Talking with Bills people, they're a little bit skeptical right now that this game could be made up because they're all in on New England right now. They're professionals. Even though they're hurting from their teammate, they have to prepare for the New England Patriots Mm -hmm. on Sunday. That's the schedule. So they're really not thinking about the Bengals, and there's no clean way to do it. Uh, I talked to a league source who deals with scheduling matters who said that Commissioner Roger Goodell will likely exhaust all options. Maybe they could push the wild card games back a few days or push the whole playoffs back a week leading into the bye week of the Super Bowl, but that is a tall task. So right now, there's not really a lot of momentum for a shift in the game. Far down the list of priorities, certainly, but a question that has to be answered, and that is where the Bills and Bengals play, how will that affect the uh, playoff seedings, and everything that comes from this. The most important question, of course, though, is the health of DeMar Hamlin, and we continue to get encouraging, cautiously optimistic, but daily updates that right now seem to be going in the right direction and that is uh, at the very least encouraging while we certainly uh, continue to pray and continue to hope that things take a positive direction let's talk about all this here with somebody who was there monday in cincinnati of course does a spectacular job at syracuse.com nyup.com the shout podcast which you should absolutely subscribe to and listen to and watch on youtube as well our friend matt perino back with us here on the block espn radio q sports talk.com matt how you doing bud up, man? How are you? I am great. Uh, are you still in Cincinnati, or have you made your way back to uh, Western New York? I'm dropping off my rental car right now. There you have it. So you stayed a couple extra days for uh, obvious uh, reasons here, and there, there's a lot to sort through here. Let me just ask you this. What was it like to be there Monday and then to be there the couple of days afterwards? We'll get to the details of your reporting and what you wrote about here shortly, but just what was it like in that city through this whole thing? Um, it's interesting because I was staying up by the airport, so um, it, it, I was at I was removed a little bit. I was like twenty miles away from mm. where uh, everything was happening down by the medical center and obviously by the stadium, and so um, that was the first part about it. And then you know. Spending some time there, down by the medical center, uh, and talking to people, fans, uh, talking to you know, people and fans and stuff, stuff like that. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm literally returning my rental car right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought I'd get a minute here, but there's a couple of attendants walking right over. All right, sorry about that. Um, you know, I, I met a couple of Bills fans that uh, one in particular that had come in from San Antonio. Uh, he goes to a game every year. He takes his son. Started, he started like cheering for the team in the 80s. Um, they, they, they go to Buffalo every once in a while as well. The kid's uh, a, a big, big Bills Mafia fan now, too. And before they, wanted to go to the, before they went to the airport, they wanted to stop by the hospital, and they left a bouquet of flowers, and they got a balloon uh, that was blown up in the shape of a number three, and they dropped it off outside the hospital. And it's just, you know, it's like, it's like what we've been seeing in, on social media, like people just coming together. Um, sharing, you know, love and support for everybody affected by this, not just the family, of course, which has been so dramatically affected by all of this, but any, anybody that was involved in this. I mean, human beings that were, that had to watch this, you know, traumatic event unfold the other night. And so that's been a lot of what I've seen. I met um, Dorian Glenn, who is um, Damar's uncle, 
he was watching the game in Pittsburgh with uh, a bunch of different family members, and uh, including Demir, Demar's seven-year-old brother. Wow! And so, obviously, you can just imagine the uh, what what that must have been like to go through that moment with him watching his older brother go through that on the field. So he got in the car and he dashed to Cincinnati as fast as he could drive. He is there now with the family, and he gave us that that first really important update that. You know, the hundred percent of the of the ventilator was needed uh, at the t- at, at the time they brought him into the hospital to to keep him able to breathe, and they they lowered it down to fifty percent by the time I talked to him yesterday, which was just such an unbelievable development. And the Bills have put out a statement recently about uh, that the improvement that we've seen here over the last um, twenty four hours. Multiple reports have kind of indicated that. So good thing, but like you said at the top, still kind of like a long way to go. Matt, I know you haven't had a chance to speak with the players yet because, understandably, they haven't had any media sessions with the Buffalo Bills yet. Some other teams are, are starting to get kind of back in the flow, but you know they're, they're the ones most affected by this. But from what you know at this point, what's the sense of they've got a game this week. When they play the Bills-Bengals again, that's still up in the air, and we'll certainly discuss that. But how do they get back, as best as you can tell, to the rhythm of having to play the New England Patriots on Sunday? Um, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be an interesting question. I mean, it's, I, so I was going to write a column. You wrote a great column at Syracuse.com. If you have not well, read it yet, I highly recommend folks go and check it out. Thank you. Now, I was actually going to write, uh, another one about how I, I don't think that they should be playing this game on Sunday, but you know, I hit pause on that yesterday and I thought, listen, they've done Sean McDermott did such an unbelievable job during the moment of this, right? Like we heard from uh, Troy Vincent today, and he said that the, the league is going to leave it up to Sean and the Bills to make the decision on what they do with this game, right? Whether they can play it, whether they can't play it, et cetera. And I think that's the right call. I don't think anybody else should make that call. I think the Bills should make that call. I think the players should make it. Sean should make it. He's the one that knows these guys better than anybody. And, and, and so I'm kind of glad that I did because I, I want to hear from them eventually when we are able to get back in the – room and hear from them and who knows maybe maybe playing the game maybe get, getting out there and and, and, get, and being able to be together you know on the practice field is kind of maybe a little bit of a distraction knowing how much Demar loves football maybe that is something they want I don't know I'm not going to speculate but yeah I'm with you I I really struggle to to understand how you can go from the scene on the field on Monday to six days later then back you know um, doing it again so it, it's a good question. Matt Perino joining us, Syracuse.com, the Shout Podcast as well. Make sure you uh, download and subscribe and uh, watch that on YouTube, however you prefer to take in your podcast with Ryan Talbot. They do a spectacular job with that. So he gave us the update on DeMar and what his uncle said and the progress that's being made. The Bills put out that statement today. It kind of feels like that we're making baby steps there. Maybe that determines how the Bills feel about playing on Sunday. So that's that game. The Bills-Bengals game, look – way down the list of priorities now after what we saw on Monday. But that was an important game in the context of deciding the top seed in the AFC and some pretty important things from a football perspective that have to be answered. So I don't know if you saw the scenario that Mike Florio said he heard that we could see, which would be Week 19, Bills, Bengals, NFC playoffs. And then there's the alternate week where the AFC would play and the NFC would be off. Right, so that's one scenario of a few that are out there. 
I think a lot of things are being thrown out there, Matt. What do you think is the most likely thing that you know to this point about if they'll play the Bills-Bengals game, and if so, when? Yeah, like I don't know if I can answer what I think is going to be the most likely thing because this is what Zach Taylor said today I think was so right. This is such an unprecedented situation. And so I think Cadell uh, leaving over to all of his options and continuing to have conversations, that's the best way to go about it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know about Sunday. So if they're going to play the game, so I feel like that's the first hurdle we have to right. to, to, to jump over right. because – there could be an idea for what to do with the Bengals game, but what if we get to Saturday and Sean McDermott comes to the league and says, we can't go out there. We can't go out there and play this game. We're not ready. We're not mentally ready. We didn't have enough time to prepare, and it's unsafe to go play. Like, that's, that to me is something that I'm thinking about. Like, how do they, like what if they do go through the motions of, of a practice week and, it's, and it's not, it doesn't get them to the place they need to be to go play? Then you, you got yourself a whole other problem. I mean, so... Uh, just such a fluid situation that could be changing, can be ever-changing here as we move through the week. Matt, I, I, everybody in the country now knows who DeMar Hamlin is. Monday night, that number was a lot lower, right? Bills fans were even starting to get to know him a little bit. He got into the lineup, six-round pick out of Pittsburgh. Uh, he stepped in for an injured player, right? So Who's the DeMar Hamlin that you knew before this that people are getting to know? Tell us about DeMar, the player, the person, and and how he was kind of incorporating himself into this Buffalo Bills culture. Everybody certainly knows who he is now, who his name is, but who is DeMar Hamlin? First and foremost, I mean, it's like I like to I like to say he had a super smile, right? Like he had one of those ones that just lights up the room. Like he starts smiling. He's got those big Right eyes, and um, you know he's just energetic when you're around him. I mean, the way that he interacts with his teammates. I I don't know him particularly well. We've probably had what five or six very short interview style conversations over the years. And his first year in 2021 was during COVID, still, which was a little bit weird. So really, it's just been this year, kind of observing him, being back in the locker room, and even that's been weird at times. Like being back in the locker room isn't. It's taken a while to get used to that on both sides of it, of it again after not being in there for two years. But I go back to just like, you know, a couple of interactions, like when, when they first drafted him. And I've been telling this story a lot, but I think it, it's so fitting. He, we, we asked him a bunch of the, the regular questions, like, where do you see yourself? What's your goals? All that kind of stuff. And, and then somebody mentioned the fact that, you know, you might just have to be a special teamer because, you know, you're, you're behind Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, who are two of the, best safeties in the league. And he said, I don't care. He said, (laughs) they they tell me, they say, they they said, tell me to to line up uh, on the sideline, grab all the water bottles and pass them out to the players. And I'll do that. Anything to help this team win. That's what I want to do. And I, I I know that that's kind of cliche a little bit and everything like that, but this is biggest moment, you know, for a a kid that just got drafted and he's just like so excited to be there. And, and then a couple weeks ago, that one clip that went like a little bit viral, uh, from one Bills Live, where he said he just held hands with Dane Jackson, his best friend. They were a pit together just recently, a day out of practice, just to to embrace the moment, appreciate where they are, because you can lose things in the blink of an eye. He just wanted to appreciate the fact that he was standing there with his best friend in the NFL and on practice field. And it's like he was just such a good dude, man. He or he is such a good dude, um, and that's what makes it so hard too. Is like. This is a guy that finally got this huge opportunity, and he's been making the most of it. I know some people have 
me included at times when he's had missed a tackle here or had a bad play there. You know, you, 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 you critique that to a degree. But what he's done is a six-round pick in year two and stepped in for an all-pro, and this defense still is among the best in the league. And what you hear his teammates, how they've talked about him before the injury, like what he's meant to the group. That's who he is. Matt, uh, terrific job. I mean, that's just something that you know, there's so many scenarios in football that maybe you've seen before, you don't want to see, but you know how to deal with. Nobody knew how to deal with that Monday. And it, we are, it's a word that's been used a lot here. Zach Taylor even said this. It's unprecedented, and everybody's kind of taking the best step forward they can from this. Thank you for what you did. Thank you for your reporting in Cincinnati and what you're going to continue to do here uh, we appreciate your perspective as always. We'll see where all this goes, but we know you'll be uh, telling the story well on Syracuse.com and on the Shout Podcast, and uh, we'll definitely catch up soon. But thanks for your time today, and thanks for everything you did the past few days. Oh, thanks for your kind words, man, and uh, sending the best out to everybody, especially those that you know have been impacted by this, because it's like you don't think about that part of it, like just like the, the personal stuff. I've had a bunch of people reaching out to me on social media. I've invited it. Just to, just to say hi and, and just spread some positivity. And, and you do a great job with that on the show, social media, et cetera. And so uh, thanks for having me on. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it, sir. Matt Perino, uh, back, just back from Cincinnati and an extraordinary circumstance that, you know, they don't teach you that in journalism school. They don't, you know, there's just certain things that happen in sports that you deal with it for the first time. You think you're ready for it. You kind of prepare for some things. Yeah, football, and people get hurt and, certain procedures with things. There, there's no playbook for that. And I think that, you know, we've seen since then people that have handled it extraordinarily well under the circumstances and those that uh, may see their careers end as a result of it. That, that can happen in an extreme circumstance. And Matt has been extraordinary uh, through this whole thing. Speaking of extraordinary, how about last night with the Buffalo Sabres? This is incredible. So, look, how the Sabres are playing – Tage Thompson, everything. That's one story in and of itself. That has to do with our, our little wager we were talking about during the Q Sports Talk breaks. So, DeMar Hamlin is number three for the Buffalo Bills. This just just be, in the minds of some, a coincidence, but I don't know. This is just too freaky that it happened last night. So, on January 3rd, Tage Thompson has a hat trick, three goals. It's his third hat trick of the season. It's his 30th goal of the season. He scored the game winner in overtime three minutes in. And as if that's not enough, he scored that when it was three on three. I'm sorry, that's just too freaky. Not to be something that was serendipitous and meant to be. Pittsburgh plays last night where DeMar Hamlin went. They win by three points. I mean, there's just certain things. Just the minds of some, just numbers, just coincidence. But I don't know, man. Sometimes the world just kind of winks at you in a certain way, and you really have to recognize it. We'll break. We'll come back. All you Joe Girard haters out there, perk up because I got a message for you. Stay right there.